Welcome to the Hexagon Initiatives podcast, Rising Tides. R- Rising Snow Levels podcast. Where we talk with filmmakers and storytellers of all shapes and sizes about all the wonderful things that they're doing. I am co-founder Dan Melius, sitting here with co-founder Evan Buxbaum, director extraordinaire. Thank you. Uh, writer extraordinaire. Thank you. All around wonderful human being. And we are sitting in a house in Park City, Utah, ready to kick off a Sundance adventure like nobody's... Well, actually, a lot of people have probably already done, but few have talked about getting here with zero plans, zero tickets, and just seeing what happens. How are you feeling about that? Excited. I'm excited. I've never been to Sundance, which is kind of wild, I guess. But have you been to Sundance? No. I've never been to Sundance. No. I used to say growing up that I was going to go to Sundance when they let me in with a movie. And uh, looks like I blinked first. <laughs> so here I am. <laughs> and hoping that this starts some good mojo maybe next year. Yeah, I mean, hopefully the stars align now that you've uh, been here and soaked up the energy. You can yeah. take it forward and make something worthy of you know exposure here. Yeah, that's the goal. There's just a lot of uh, cool energy here, I think. And it'd be pretty fun to see how it goes. Yeah, here we are. And we're going to try and document bits and pieces. of. We're going to our- try to break into some parties. Break into some parties. We're try to get into some movies. Hopefully. <laughs> We're going to try to do some hiking, maybe. My, some I mean, backcountry my, hiking. My personal goal is to see at least one film. That's all I really want. Yeah. You some, know. some shorts, maybe. You know, some shorts, definitely. You mm-hmm. know, it's going to be It's going to be something. A dream. <laughs> it's gonna be, <laughs> We're going to take you on a live ride through Sundance yeah. one day at a time as we crash parties and get in through back doors. <laughs> <laughs> or get rejected from pretty much everything. As or we get rejected from all the parties. <laughs> you know, you, you got to come to a festival like this without a fear of rejection. Or with a big fear of rejection and, uh, you know, just a lot of fear. Yeah, just embrace the anxiety, guys. <laughs> embrace, the, embrace the fear yeah. that you won't get into I, th- I think that's uh, Sundance 2020's hexagon motto. Embrace the fear. Embrace the fear. <laughs> Ryan. First things first, tell us a little bit what you did today. How was snowshoeing? By the way, this is this is Ryan Biker, co-founder of Hexagon, general fashionista. We have Dan Melia still. We have Evan Wolf Buxbaum still. Yes. And in the background, we have a semi-full house of Hexagon and Hexagon-adjacent guests. Ryan, continue. General fashionista. Well, sure, I'll take that credit. Snowshoeing was good. Yeah. Uh, we got to go down to Sunday, the Sundance Mountain Resort. They don't have anything. The festival doesn't really start down there until tomorrow. Uh, so it was a little bit quiet, which was nice. Have you been to Sundance before? I have. I stayed here for a conference actually at the, at the Mountain Resort. For context, for those that maybe never have gone to the festival, you have Park City, you have Salt Lake City. Those are relatively close. Uh. Sundance Mountain Resort, where the namesake is, is actually like a 45-minute drive away. But you go through the lakes. It is a very beautiful drive. Uh, so driving there, like Danielle and I, my wife, I almost veered us into a ravine like 20 times because I was just enjoying the view. And brought to you by Chevy Equinox. Yes, brought to you by Chevy Equinox. No lane assist, by the way. So no they- lane assist. <laughs> Fantastic. Guys, if you're going to get an SUV, make it a Chevy Equinox. If you go to Park City, get lane assist because you're going to want to look at this beautiful scenery. Yes. Yeah. Noah and his wife arrived. Here's Noah. He may come over to say a couple words. Noah, how was your, uh, tell us how your trip out was. It's co-founder Noah Lang. Hey, also the only non-sorry uh, peon who has an actual film in this this festival, mm-hmm. the raging success, the climb. Uh, anyway, uh, Noah, how, how was your trip out? How you done so far? Oh, it was great. Uh, you know, a little two-hour flight from uh, old LAX. Um, no complaints, man. Happy to be here. 
uh, United. It's a nightmare. So I don't oh, know why boy. I said that. You, you had have that, to like, pay no for leg it room? to check a bag and oh, yeah. pay to uh, bring a bag on. And, you know. yeah, you excited? Yeah, have man, you had a film here before? Be uh, no, I have not. No. So the, uh, the climb's been great because we got to hit, check all the boxes and now I can never have to deal with the festival circuit again, unless I want to. So we premiered at Cannes and then we played TIFF, we played Deauville. We played Viennale, and then uh, now we'll play Sundance, and we come out March 20th. 60 cities. I don't know the screen count, but yeah, it should, it's should be rad. fantastic. Yeah. Could yeah. not have happened to a more deserving, nicer group of people. Well, okay. thank you. So congrats on that. We've, we've been very fortunate. I mean, uh, my, my theory on the entertainment industry is that it's just a war of attrition. If you just stick around long enough, eventually people just <laughs> give up and let you in, in the door. You know? <laughs> just got to keep just knocking around. the back door yeah, yeah. long enough. You know? And the, yeah, no, it's, it's like it. uh, I said to my buddy once, I was like, you know, it's like everyone's having a house party and you can't get in the front door. So you find like a window that's unlocked and you go in and you take over the PA system. You're saying, it's a, this is a good motto, not only for careers, but also for what will probably be the next couple days yeah, of our lives. break into other people's homes <laughs> through the window. Throw a party. Well, Throw yeah, a party and without then fly home on United. So we did that in high school at Chevy Chase's home. It's a true story. It's a true story. <laughs> you broke into Chevy Chase's house? We're exactly here with... Break uh, in. We weren't invited, but his daughter, and she had a party that she didn't know she was going to be having. We showed up prior to her knowing or inviting us, and then it turned into a party. We're hey, here with criminal here with mastermind Noah Lang. No, I was not yeah. behind it, but I enjoyed it. Uh, Noah, what, what are your expectations? I have no expectations, man. I mean, I think you should go places and hope to meet one worthwhile connection, and that then it's worth it. Montana down. One party down for the what was it? What was it for? Montana Film Commission. And, uh, and no. wait, and Idaho. and Idaho. Idaho got a piece. Turns out Idaho, Montana, very close. Noah, give us a rundown. Emotionally and physically. Uh, you know, we showed up, we showed up, we gave 110%, and I'll tell you what, man, I mean, all my guys, they showed up on the field and they know how to play. <laughs> and I got I to just, all I can do is, to, like, give a lot of props to the coaching staff. And, you know, uh, you know, uh, go Huskers! Woo! Woo! <laughs> Ryan, on a scale of 1 to 10. How much do you want to shoot in Montana right now? I've always wanted to film in Montana. Yeah, Montana is a fantastic place. That wasn't uh, a number. That wasn't a number. Ten. Perfect. I want to be there right now. I've always my whole life wanted to shoot a, a Western. It's always been my dream. And I think Montana is the place for me to do it. Wow, I've been indoctrinated. Yeah, I feel like we all drank the Kool-Aid. Um, <laughs> just tasted like Kool-Aid. We also have here one of our favorite Hexagon members, Darren Kwan. Darren, how's, yeah, how's day one been for you? Day one, well, I mean, that's like kind of like half a day. I, I, I don't know if I can really say much. We just had a great time at this Montana Film Commission party, which ended up getting super crowded, but a lot of really friendly people. We got uh, free T-shirt and I got a free Sharpie that nice. says Montana on it. Wonderful. I'm 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 a creature of simple pleasures. So for me, like to have a free T-shirt, I, it makes me makes me smile. I mean, I'm the same way, man. You give me yeah. any sort of small free swag, I feel appreciated. I don't I don't need a lot. So, <laughs> but that's um, I mean, zooming out from that, I feel like that's that's my attitude towards Sundance right now. Is like you know I try to go in it without any expectations. Like if I can see some cool movies, eat some good food, and hang out with good people. Which has been today, you know. I, I feel like then, then it's a win, and you know that's that's how I uh, that's how I see it. And 
we are here on the end of our second day of Sundance. This is our guide to coming to Sundance with zero plans, zero tickets, and zero expectations. Uh, we just had a rip-roaring day. Noah, your feature that you produced screened mm -hmm. today for the first time. That's right. That's right. Can you tell us a little bit about it? It was, it was great. Uh, so I, I produced a film called The Climb. It stars and was written by, directed by one of, and produced with two of my close friends that I've known for over a decade. And it was a wild whirlwind sort of experience making that movie, like mm. seeing like people that you're really tight with be able to kind of like actually break through in a big way. Mm -hmm. And today, yeah, we premiered. We got to have our first screening at the Sundance Resort, which is a kind of remote. It's a, you know, 45 minute drive. There's a lot of snow. It's it in a beautiful. canyon. <laughs> and you got you guys saw it for the first time. I mean, you yeah. know, it's okay if you didn't like it, but everybody seemed to be on board with yeah, it. Everybody and we loved had it. A good, we had a good Q&A &A and it was, you know, look, I've been in this game for a long time and I never had a movie at Sundance. So that was my first screening. So what you want when you get into the game so yeah hell of a screening it was i i, I personally enjoyed it i, th I felt the uh, everything from cinematography to the score acting writing guys <laughs> long story short if you're listening Look, to this and you haven't seen the climb yet go see the climb it's brilliant uh support everything about it because they're all beautiful people and, it, and it's a fun really yeah fun film. listen listener whoever you are you better get your ass out there. No, that, that one of the, just the, tell us who you are too. Yeah, one of the, <laughs> please, are, who, who are you? Are you on just SoundCloud, just listening to the rest of the day? You know, we 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 officially hit our first waitlist. Uh, Dylan, yeah, the waitlist game is a big part of Sundance that we've learned quickly. If you don't have your tickets, well, which is what this is all about, yeah. you're going to get on a waitlist. And uh, I think the the two theaters that worked out the best were the Mark, the Mark Theater, yep, and the and the Eccles Theater. The Eccles Theater is about uh, fifteen hundred person capacity, and the um, 15,000. 15,000 person capacity, <laughs> that, whatever. It's that. huge. Anyway, <laughs> two yeah. hours before any showing, the e waitlist opens up on the app, and you have to click it immediately. And then if you're lucky, they'll give you a random number. And uh, you know, it's so far it's been. 50% successful for us across the board, maybe? Yeah, I mean, uh, Darren and I attempted to go see one of the midnight screenings of uh, one of your friend's films, right? Yeah, we, we tried to go to see Josh Rubin's film Scare Me, which had its premiere tonight. It's still going on right now, but we got there when we were supposed to get there. We were number 144, 145, and what we later found out was... Uh, a theater of only 200 people. Yeah, 216, <laughs> 216 seats. Yeah, something like that. Um, so there was really no chance. But, you know, the thing about it is that even if you don't get in, I actually had fun being in standby because, like, whoever you're with, you know, I was lucky to be there with Dan. We got a chance to catch up and talk. And, and really, you know, if you're there by yourself, you could strike up a conversation with the person in line next to you. Like, people are very outgoing and very, like, into sharing the experience. And that was a reminder of, like, when you come to Sundance, it's not just about the movies because you can stay home and watch movies. It's the experience of being around other film lovers and kind of overhearing cool conversations, maybe being part of some conversations, and just kind of being part of an atmosphere that, you know, is the Sundance atmosphere. It's unique. So yeah. 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 Dude, the first year I came, I, I met in line, like, to multiple movies that I did not get into. I only got into movies that I had not planned to see and then didn't oh, wow. get into ones that, I, you know... Want to do, but like uh, I met like I met the head of the Nashville Film Festival, and then mm, I met these yeah. I met these amazing people from the Monadnock Film Festival in New Hampshire, mm -hmm. who I like still talk to to this day that I met like yeah. in line at the Eccles. That's like the whole fucking game, man. Like yeah, that's yeah. it's pretty special being able to be like in line to see something first, and then even if you don't get in, yeah, you get yeah. to like 
have an experience and meet people. And you'll meet all sorts of oddball, amazing people. And Yeah. yeah. And I also can't say enough about, like, the volunteers at Sundance. They're their own kind of, like, population that I think um, you see everywhere, but... Once you start to talk to them, you realize like what a cool group of people they are. I remember two years ago, I came here and I befriended one of them um, and we ended up going to a, a few screenings together and she was like super cool to talk to and she kind of clued me into the community of volunteers. They all take care of each other. Some of them come year after year. There's long-lasting friendships, and they all just really want to be here. That's yeah, the thing little that known I, fact, that was Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, totally. Volunteer. I tried to tell that. her that I would give her a big break. A She's people. like, I'm doing okay. <laughs> I was like, all right, Jennifer. But, I am up for at least one branded content job this year, so <laughs> I don't know if you want to piss me off right now. One thing that I, I appreciate or um, – am still learning, I should say, after two Sundances now, is how to do the party thing. Because it's important, A, I think, not to take parties too seriously, so where you're trying to get to the best party, or you're going like, oh, is this party everything? Is everybody that I know at this party, like, let me go to the next one? Because you can run around in circles like that all night if you want. I think that it's much better to, hey, if you're having a good time, just stay where you are, unless there's like a really good reason to leave. Because there's always other stuff going on, and you might be texting with a friend that, oh, we're at this thing. And you might, in the back of your mind, go like, oh, well, then I'll go there because I want to see my friend. But you kind of like have to take a step back in a way because I feel like, for me anyway, I could, I could get too like, into the idea of like, trying to go to all those parties. But just go like, hey, you know, you're here. Maybe see them tomorrow. You know, pace yourself out. And I, I was pretty happy with how things went tonight. Like we, we had a couple of parties that were close to walk to. It was close to the movie we were trying to go to. So you got to like just kind of try to have a good time. The other thing that D- Darren didn't mention is that there's three terms you got to know when you're going around Sundance. And mm-hmm. then one is if something is funny, you got to say bazinga. If you're excited about something, you got to say mama mia. And then the third is if you're really excited about something, you got to say hot dog. (laughs) These are the rules. These are the rules brought to you by co-founder Noah Lang. Uh, And I think with that... uh, Hold on. I think Darren should play us out with a little guitar. Give me me a prompt. (sighs) I want something slightly dour, slightly somber, but with a tinge of happiness. All right. So... Hope, Down yes. But it's fucking glimmer of hope and nothing very small. Basically, basically just play Autumn Leaves. They work really hard. So yeah. It's like, they never, like... And they're, they're good humans. never be bitter. Yeah, yeah man. Sundance yeah. is all about getting sick. <laughs> sick dance. All right, gentlemen, what was Sundance for you, man? Let's get a let's get a recap. How oh. uh, how was it for you? What were your high points? What were your low points? Uh, you know, at a glance, Sundance was awesome. I had a blast. I'm really glad we were able to do it, and it was uh, it was really worthwhile. There were two movies that I wanted to see really bad, but I but you know couldn't make the wait list. But for the most part, I think I saw five films, and I expected to see three at the most. 
So from seeing films, uh, I really like that. Yeah, man. So it, it, this is my second Sundance. And I say that there were very different experiences. And I've been kind of thinking about them a lot. This has been a great week for me overall. Um, and I think one of the biggest reasons is coming with friends, you know, being here with people, having it be a shared experience. When I was here two years ago, I actually had a project in the festival, but I was with a very few uh, number of people and we mostly did our own stuff. So I was on my own a lot, yeah. um, saw some cool stuff, you know, absolutely had a great time. But it's, it's a night and day difference when you're sharing a, uh, an experience like with a group um, and we're all kind of sharing ideas about what to do. Like, oh, do you want to go see this? And then you yeah, hear yeah. about these people doing this thing. And um, it felt like there was just a lot of great flow to the week for me. Uh, as a result, I was never in doubt about like, oh, what am I going to do? Because there are ideas everywhere about what to do, mm -hmm. um, places to go. And then when you go there, you already already have like, you know, some people to hang out with. So for me, it was nice to take the pressure off of just, you know, if I was just by myself, I go like, oh, who am I going to talk to? You know, like, yeah, yeah. Totally. You know, am I going to look weird just like standing around by myself? Yeah. Um, so for me, that it just really like put me at ease. And, it, you know, again, it was a great flow and a great time. Um, I was able to see a lot of movies, um, which was great. And, and just having no plan in a way allowed me to be surprised by what I saw. Mm -hmm. uh, most of the movies I went in, um, other than the two that I knew the people involved, um, I didn't really have any expectations for. I, I deliberately didn't really look them up very much. Yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of just discoveries and just seeing the sheer range of films here at Sundance. Discovering it that way, I think, is pretty special. And not to have like an agenda in a way, um, I think is was easier for me than if I had like poured over like what I wanted to see. Not least because like most of the time your plans don't end up working out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, know? right. you can't always engineer exactly what you're going to see. Completely. Um, so that was great. And, and then I had a lot of just like outside Sundance, um, um, just hanging out with people experiences yeah. that was really, really fun. So, so yeah, I feel like we packed in so much, but it was really because I was here with just a great group of people and we were all like sticking together and staying in touch so yeah. that was that was special yeah awesome so we'll ex exclude the climb because uh, noah made it and we all absolutely loved it mm -hmm. so and probably can't get into spoilers or anything but you know favorite favorite film you saw yeah oh man yeah that's uh there are a lot of good films there's a lot of good ones um, yeah I, I don't know if it's my favorite film but the one that is probably going to be burned into my brain <laughs> for for the better part of a couple weeks is uh, possessor yeah um <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Which is <laughs> yeah. Give it, you know, um, don't don't get into detail, you know, spoilers or anything. Possessor, which is which is Brandon Cronenberg's uh, second feature. He's David Cronenberg's son, and I think Darren, it was your friend Jenny that described it as uh, the son out Cronenberging his father. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like taking his dad's uh, thing to the next level. Which after seeing Possessor, I, I totally agree. Yeah, like, guys, guys. Uh, He's out there. Yeah, out yeah. There. It, yeah. It was, um, I loved it. Um, it is not for the faint of heart no, by any stretch. No. But uh, yeah, I thought that film was amazing. Yeah, I, I echo that. I think, uh, oh, uh, edit out that yawn. No, that's um, in, man. Part of, part of Sundance is being tired. It's day six. <laughs> still in my jammy jams. Hell yeah. I, I really thought a lot about the range of films that we saw. So it's, it's hard to... Um, 
like Dan was saying, it's hard to say like this was my favorite film because also at the same time, even if a film wasn't for me, I can recognize how it was a great film, you know. And yeah. Possessor is totally in that category where like I, you know, had a real hard time sitting through it. And at the same time, looking back on it, I just admire how well crafted it is, how carefully thought out it was, how it had its own kind of um, world that it built. Um, so it, it definitely like was one of my top films just from a craft perspective. Like I really admire the filmmaker and, and what he did with that yeah. material. Um, but I also saw um, Scare Me, mm -hmm. which I thought was was really fun and really inventive um, and a perfect like actor's vehicle, mm -hmm. uh, like a genre piece actor's vehicle where it's totally reliant on the actors in front of the camera and um, Save Yourselves was the, was the same way. Yeah. You have a male, female lead and they basically carry the film just sh through sheer like charisma and chemistry on 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 screen and two very different films like tonally one kind of like uh i would say comedy horror thriller mm -hmm. for scare me and the other like a sci-fi comedy uh for save yourselves yeah, yeah. um but both very much like um supremely well casted mm -hmm. um so those were a couple of my favorites i think awesome yeah. For me, I instead of seeing Possessor with you guys, which I'm very glad I didn't, because <laughs> yeah. I'm very squeamish. He'd still be recovering. I would, yeah, I yeah. would be. Yes, exactly. But I actually saw a different one at the same time, and that was happened to be my favorite one, and that was a documentary called Feels Good Man mm. about uh, Pepe the Frog and how the artist and Pepe the Frog was uh, his, one of his characters that just got totally uh, taken over by the alt-right and became legitimately a symbol for, for Trump and the alt-right and during the 2016 election. And this guy is just like a sweetheart with the most good intentions and no political leanings at all or carings. And he just kind of gets thrown into this world. And then the director got a standing ovation, which is the only standing ovation I saw all, uh, all week. Amazing, yeah, yeah. I think Wendy had half of one, but that, that also could have just been the full casting crew. Food was an interesting thing this week. Something I found was kind of hard to do, at least in Park City, was to eat remotely healthy. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I recommend Sammy's Bistro. Sammy's Bistro. It's uh, mm -hmm. like super close to, you know, whatever, decently close to Main Street, but it's in its own like strip mall type of place so that you could actually park there without people hassling you. Mm -hmm. And me and my wife, Megan, ate there twice because it was close and affordable. It's like pub fair for skiers, you know, is the general sense of it, but they had great beers on tap and good food. And uh, so I will remember Sammy's Bistro. <laughs> Sammy's Bistro. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed, um, Carly sports bar on main street. I went there uh, three separate times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, once it was twice in the same day. Um, and I just really loved the food. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's relatively inexpensive and also because it's at the bottom of main street. Um, not as frequently visited, I think, as some of the other um, uh, you places. Get, you could get in, and there wasn't a cover. You can so actually get in, was, there wasn't uh, a cover. It was a great spot to go to so when you don't know where to go. It's a good safety. Yeah, I, I think that's that's an important strategic thing for anybody trying to do Sundance without a plan or anything. Like, have a backup. Mm -hmm. And for us, that was kind of like, well, if all else fails and we want to still hang out, we can just go to Collie's and we could get some food. Exactly. Um, but the, the food question is a good one because I agree it is hard to eat 
well. It also is hard to eat regularly, like on a schedule, because you're just like flying by the seat of your pants thinking that you're going to see something at noon, but then you have to be there 30 minutes before to be the wait, do the wait list. And just getting a lift to get there. And just getting a lift to get there. So you have to backtrack like two hours before the screening to figure out like your game plan. And it may not leave enough time to stop and get food. There's not like any fast food or anything mm-hmm around that I've seen. So it's not like you can pop in and like get a burger or something. And no it's, food trucks or anything. There's like no that. food trucks. Though it's not like New York where you know you stop by whatever and just grab like something quick. So it's difficult to have food in your stomach sometimes mm-hmm. going into these screenings. I think it's worth having some snacks on you mm-hmm. because you're never guaranteed that you're gonna have a regular lunch break at the time that you would like. Something I would do differently uh, next time is just have a bag full of snacks yep, yep. and just be ready for the scenario where, you know, lunch just doesn't happen. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can take care of yourself. Exactly. Yeah. At least have like a banana or an apple or something like that Smart. in your bag and yeah. you know, something yeah. quench your, uh, quench yeah. the hunger. Um, and the other thing that we ran into yesterday, being typical New Yorkers, we're used to ATMs pretty much every 10 feet. Oof. Uh, and yeah. if you are coming to Sundance without tickets, you're going to need cash for the wait list. Uh, mm-hmm. And we almost didn't make the showing of Possessor because we couldn't find a working ATM. Yeah. Dan and I, like, <laughs> running, literally running around Main Street, <laughs> dipping into a gift shop, going, do you have an ATM? Do you know where there is an ATM? And then finding an ATM, but it was out of service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the clock, it was ticking. It was, like, four minutes until the cutoff. <clears throat> we had to be in line. Completely. Um, and I, I finally was able to find an ATM, and I, I just went ahead and bought enough cash for everybody. Yeah. But it was uh, it was it was dicey, yeah, and yeah. totally. You know, if you can, just like pre-buy all the cash in advance of the week, yeah, and then just don't think about it, exactly. Because you know, ATMs are they're scarce, man. Yeah, yeah. Def- definitely something to pre-plan for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else you guys have? Uh, survival uh, tips for Sundays? Yeah, right. I mean, I think uh, getting a big <coughs> house uh, with mul- multiple people is definitely the way to go. And mm-hmm. Like Darren was saying earlier, like, like rolling with the group is just that much more fun and in a way safe, just in the sense that like you never know, like if you're going to get into that party or if you're going to get into it, you really don't know anyone. It's like you got some people to be with because if you don't get in together, then you head down to Collie's together, you know? So it's like <laughs> yeah. there was, um, it was important to be with a crew and especially too because a lot of times even if the crew just goes down to two or three together that's still just enough you know that's still just that much more helpful and it's a total lift town so also just splitting those costs because we could go to the same place and i think i've ranged from 11 dollars to like 35 dollars literally the same ride based on surging and snow and whatever Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's that's a very good point like learning the lift game recognizing that you're just, there's going to be surge pricing when a movie just got out. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, you don't want to be that guy who's going to miss the standby window <laughs> because you waited too long to call the yeah. lift. Yeah, yeah. Because if you go down to the pickup zone and it's crowded, your driver might take an extra 10 minutes and that might be the difference between yeah. making the movie and not. And that's a big bummer. Yeah. If you you know miss that cutoff, yeah. then you, you know yeah. you're kind of stranded back on Main Street, and you yeah. go back to Collie's licking your wounds. You know. <laughs> Completely. So but. yeah, just you always have to build in that buffer of time. So one thing to keep in mind, uh, if you are coming to Sundance and you're flying in the Salt Lake City and you are renting a car, uh, you can't really drive it to most of the screenings, uh, at least mm-hmm. in Park City. As there's nowhere for you. To no park. Main Street ones. Although I did think you know we we've had a little success of of dri- you know 
Park City, but not Main Street areas yeah. where parking was something. He yeah. was able to do it. Completely. But, but, more but that was only, that's only really like three theaters, I think. Yeah. Um, but regardless, something to all keep in mind. Yeah. If yeah, you're totally. planning your trip to Park City for a Sundance. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I think the, the big takeaway for me is that you can do totally do Sundance without a plan. Yeah. You know, you absolutely can. And, you know, it's there's so much happening, especially if you're with a group. You know, just go with the flow, and every day you can start from uh, with a blank page, and guaranteed things will come up. Yeah. You know, things will come up. Just ride the wave, and expect the unexpected. But that's part of the pleasure of it is you discover movies that you wouldn't have normally chosen to see, mm. um, and you go to parties that you normally wouldn't have been able to get into had you not known somebody that was going. Completely. So that's that's part of the fun of Sundance, and it's such a concentration of people and personalities and projects that you know the the happy accidents are bound to happen. <laughs> Evan Wolf Buckspell, what was Sundance to you? <laughs> well, obviously the first time I've ever been here. Um, I think there's a, there's always a learning curve to everywhere you go for the first time. Uh, that's sort of especially the case when it's sort of a big festival with tons of people and lots of logistics like mm-hmm. this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some things we definitely did right was don't try to bring a car to Sundance because <laughs> yeah. uh, that will just never be a thing. So that was good. The lifts are easy and doable, though really late night it gets very <laughs> tricky to get one because everyone is trying to do so. I think my biggest takeaway, you know, is just being here. There's like an energy that's very enlivening. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, for me, never having been here and having been making films for the past 15 years, you know, I think uh, it was great to be here just to be around all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of networking, you know, the parties are nuts. Like, you know, you, you just have to come here knowing that you're probably going to get tossed away from half of the parties, if not more, <laughs> and just be okay with that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like a roller coaster of like feeling super accepted and then feeling like you are totally not accepted, yeah. like back to back. So it mirrors the film industry. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then you get in and you're like, oh, look at all these other people who can't get in. And then you are that person five <laughs> seconds later. Yeah. Um, and it just sort of is, is a roller coaster. You got to sort of be ready to go on. My biggest takeaway from from meeting people, I think, was just like everybody is in in good spirits. You know, I think mm-hmm. someone equated walking up and down Main Street to being like at Mardi Gras, but with a bunch of filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after like a day or two, you sort of know a lot of people that you didn't know before, and people yeah. are high fiving, and everyone's drinking and having a good time. And again, that energy is just uh, it's great. It's something that you know I think shouldn't be missed for filmmakers. Awesome. What were your expectations going in, and were those expectations met by your experience? Yeah, I think when I came here, I, I didn't even really think that I was going to see many movies. Um, and it turns out we did, you know, we saw three or four features. And yeah. that was really that was really great. I think, you know, you can get very carried away thinking like, oh, I'm just going there to network or go to parties. But there is something really great about actually seeing a film here. <laughs> so I'm glad that we did. I'm glad that we did that. And I, I really enjoyed the films that we saw. I thought that, you know, the waitlist line was crazy, but works well enough to get into movies. <laughs> yeah. So that's good. You yeah, don't get yeah. them all, but you get some. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think expectations-wise, it lined up. It was a lot smaller than I thought it was. Mm. Not in terms of the amount of people, but just this, it, you see the same people over and over. It's sure. just one little street, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even though it's grown massively over the years, I'm sure, and, you know, I wasn't here 10 or 15 years ago when I hear it was much smaller, but, like, it feels very intimate in a way. Mm-hmm. What other thoughts do you have? Um, I came expecting that I would, like, go skiing and or hiking or something. Mm-hmm. 
that just was not a thing. Uh, I'm not sure if that's most people's experience, but I think once you get swept up into the wave of being at Sundance, it's very tough to be like, and I'm going to go skiing today. Completely. Completely. I did find it like, I mean, I came here expecting to see The Climb and maybe like one or two other films. Yeah. Um, But the wait list for me turned into... uh, like an addiction of gambling proportions <laughs> uh, where I just wanted to go see everything regardless of what it was. Uh, and I think I ended up seeing like six different films. Yeah, it's awesome. Like you did great. <laughs> yeah, you saw a lot. It was wild. It was wild. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you, if you I think if you want to do those kind of activities, you just have to build them in your schedule. Yes. Um, but there are there are amazing things to do here, skiing and, and tubing and snowboarding and ton, tons of amazing hikes. So a bunch of the ones that I was looking at were closed because yep. it's winter. Yep. Um, <laughs> So that's something to keep in mind. There's a shit ton of snow everywhere. A lot of snow on the ground. <laughs> Snows basically every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But the weather was the weather was uh, warmer than expected. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, it never dropped into like the teens really. Except that for was nice. uh, like two nights ago or last night, whatever that was. Um, and even then, it was in the twenties. Yeah. Guess. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. I mean, you know, bad by uh, California standards, but not I, bad. Yeah. I would say that one thing I so I brought a giant like fall raven jacket with like fur hood lining and stuff and in the beginning i wore it and i felt you know it was kind of cool to wear and whatnot but like you don't really need it sure like later i transitioned to like a small little puffy down jacket Mm -hmm. and that was a much better vibe yeah yeah because like how long are you really gonna be outside anyway you know like yeah yeah you're already doing everything else that's probably gonna make you sick you may as well be a little cold completely yeah (laughs) and the big jacket just gets tough you go into a party and it's like then you're wearing a big jacket then you're just sweating Mm -hmm. yep and Um, and not every party had coat checks so it's uh, you know sometimes you just had to 50 50 outside like yeah a lot of them didn't yeah so it's much better to walk inside and be wearing a small puffy coat than wearing a giant down coat with a fur amazing thing around the hood not fun yeah not fun so th- my recommendation <laughs> would be if you come to Sundance unless it's planning to be like 5 or 10 degrees or something crazy yeah. just bring a down jacket and that's all you need yeah exactly you can pack a little lighter than you expect yeah. you're going to need because you're going to be inside the whole time and everywhere is warm yeah very yeah. warm the insides are very warm they have like heat lamps outside mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. Are, there are lots of ways to get warm if you're if you find yourself in a situation where you can't get warm for like 30 or 40 minutes like you've taken a wrong turn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm sure you could even walk up to somebody on the street and be like, I'm cold. Can I come inside? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And they would say, no, you're not on the list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. Yeah. I don't know if you have anything else, but feel free. No, I know? thought it was great. I, you know, I'm excited to come back. Um, I'm excited to someday ideally have a project here. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard Darren when he was talking say that it just feels a lot more achievable and sort of intimate and small when you come here mm-hmm. um, in a way that feels very, uh, inclusive, even if you're not included this time. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, my my goal now is even more clear to uh, to one day, hopefully soon, have a film in the festival and come back. Amazing. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll be right there with you. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you. All right, thanks. Man. And that concludes this short retrospective of the Hexagon Initiative's first trip to Sundance. Thank you so much to all our members that came out to Sundance. We were real happy to see you guys, and hopefully we'll see some more of you next year. We're going to put a couple links in the description to some of the movies we loved that we talked about here, so you guys can also hopefully read up on them too. And again, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next one.